temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Parking Kitchen. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original. 103.7. W-E-E-I. All right, back here on the Martin Kitchen Show, 401-777-1037 is the phone number. Um, the Celtics, they take on the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, th- what I like about this, every until, you know, until they start losing, I guess, every game is must-watch TV because you want to see if they're going to just blow up an opponent again, win by 100 points, 40 points, 38 points. I mean, it's just crazy the way they've started the season. I'd say this, and every I- first half has become must-see TV. Then the second half, you can go, all right. What else is, is there? Another game out there? Yeah, unless you're the guy that had Peyton Pritchard uh, parlay involving Peyton Pritchard that went fifty for fifty thousand. That was pretty impressive. Wow. Then um, the second half is very interesting. Listen, when they started, when they rolled out this um, this tournament, this in season tournament, okay, I didn't have much to say. I didn't know what it was about. Didn't really understand it. There was a lot to it that I was closed minded about. Okay. And in a large way, I still sort of feel those feelings. Um, I don't really understand the value it's going to add. I, you know, I do think it's a bit of a reach, but I'm trying to not be pessimistic about it. And I'm thinking of it this way. I think that this tournament, um, while it doesn't necessarily excite me, I'm okay with it. Okay, I'm okay with the NBA trying to add a little flavor and spice to the regular season. Now, do I love the look of the courts? Absolutely not. Oh, uh, um, I think they're horrendous. Big, horrendous, big three. You know, it's like a gimmicky summer. You know, I don't know. It doesn't. It just doesn't feel like the NBA. Okay, whatever. I, I mean, no, it's not, it, I'm not it, it over it. I just don't like it. It looks atrocious. I absolutely hate the look of the courts. Just play on a regular basketball court. Yeah, but here's what I do like. Okay, yeah, it's going to add a little spice. Like I said, fine. And some of the teams, you know, maybe you'll learn something about some of the teams early. In the, I don't know. Some of these middling teams will get excited and you – fine. But from the perspective of the Boston Celtics, and that's all I really care about right now, I like this in-season tournament thing. Why? Because I'm interested in anything possible that could create urgency – and that could simulate, and I'm calling it a simulation, fair or not, that could simulate a big game, a big moment, and a situation where you have to either put up or shut up. Because ultimately, as good as they've looked, you know that I still think that could be the bugaboo of this team. It's still going to run through Tatum and Brown in April, May, and June. Those are the two guys that are going to take you home. And if I, I know regular season games, you could see this. You know, when you play some of the bigger games, the Christmas Day games against the best teams, you'll see this and you'll feel those feelings and it'll be a true test. But 
Why not throw a tournament in the middle of the regular season and add some more of those games, even if it's not against some of the best teams, even if for a slight moment, a fleeting second, you can simulate a playoff type of situation where at the end of the game it's close and you have to score, you have to produce points or make a stop or whatever it is to get your team to win. The more the Celtics, specifically this Boston Celtics team, is in that position, the better they are. And I've been asking the question, you know, we've talked about it, we've heard Wick Grosbeck rave about how intense the practices have been. I've never seen it so intense. Well, that's great. But how are you going to improve when it's the final 10 seconds and it's tied and you need a shot so you can avoid overtime and you can win the game? Or if you're down two with a minute 12 to go and you have to have a good possession and a bucket, how are you improve it? You can be all intense, the intense as you want in practice. How are you getting better at those situations? Okay, that's, and if you put the, the Boston Celtics and Brown and Tatum and everybody associated with their rotation in those situations more often, they're going to get better. They're going to work at it. They're going to improve. And ultimately, hopefully based on their level of skill, they're going to find a way to get really good in those spots. Unlike what we've seen the last few years, I don't care what the stats say. They haven't been good enough in those spots. And you put them more frequently in those positions, they'll get better. So if the tournament does that, this in-season tournament, I'm for it and I like it and I like the prospect of it for the Boston Celtics. If they, you know, good. If you can win it, great. Just put your team in those positions in a air quotes big game down the stretch. If it's close, if the other team's rising their level of play, great. Get in that position, play hard, and see what happens. That's, I think, going to benefit the Celtics. Well, the really smart thing the NBA did with this in-season tournament is the games count towards your record. So you can't just punt on it. Because if it was just an in-season tournament where maybe some money was on the line, whatever, and it didn't count towards your regular season record and eventually your playoff seating, uh, then I would just say, hey, Celtics, punt on it. Who cares? Like, what are you going to get, an extra $250,000? You're making $40 million this year. Shut up. Um, But since it counts, I think it's a great opportunity for the Celtics to kind of start to get a psychological advantage over the rest of the NBA if they can go into this tournament and take it seriously and dominate to a certain extent and maybe win it all. You know, it helps that kind of psychological edge going into the next stretch of games where teams are going, oh, man, this team is a wagon. I just don't I don't want to deal with it tonight. So, you know, I think it's a, you know, I don't love it. I think it's silly ultimately. But since they did a good job in tying it into uh, how the entirety of the regular season operates. I- I'm definitely more interested, and uh, I definitely want to give these games more of a chance and see how it goes than I initially wanted to. Now, change the courts. It's awful. I mean, you could have added some spice to the court without making it look like that. You know what I mean? No, it looks, it looks like a bad bowling lane. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it, man. It's, it's awful. It's so dumb. The NBA does something good, and then they do something really dumb. Really dumb. Um, But for the Celtics and the in-season tournament, yeah, I'm excited to see it play out. I think the staggering is a little bit weird in how they're doing it, how you had games, the first in-season games last night, and then the Celtics aren't playing till the following Friday? Right. I don't even remember. Yeah, they don't play till next week, but you had games last night. Um, And I forget who's in their their group. Um, Brooklyn. Okay. 
So this game well, tonight isn't a part of that tournament. No, this game tonight's not a part of it, but you play Brooklyn uh, Friday the 10th. That's uh, a part of it. Then you got the Raptors on the 17th, okay. the Magic on the 24th, and then so, finally the Bulls on the 28th. Let's just say – I'm just saying just to further explain what I'm, what I'm thinking about. Let's just say you're playing the Magic, and I know they've had tough games against the Magic. But – and I'm not saying – I'm not saying that a close game against the Magic, a normal regular season game – wouldn't mean as much but you know i understand when you're a juggernaut and you're going to it's a back-to-back and you're in orlando maybe you throw up a clunker and then you end up with a close game and i'm not going to read too much into that in november however i do think if you do have a tournament game even if it's in november even if it doesn't ultimately mean anything against the magic and they've raised their level of play because it's a tournament game that to me is a closer simulation to what you would see in the playoffs. Is it perfect? Obviously not, but it's closer. And I just think the more the Celtics see that scenario, the better off they will be. And it's just, it gives it more of it. Now, maybe you just go into the tournament and you kill the magic anyway, fine. But again, it, you're simulating a bigger game. And that's what this Celtics team needs. That is ultimately the biggest weakness to me of this Celtics team. Their consistency in the biggest game. I mean, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question right now. If they go in, if they're killing teams, Ben, right? Mm-hmm. They're killing teams. Dominating. They keep this up through this week. They kill Minnesota. Everything's fine. Then they go into this tournament. And they have a close game. They just get by. They squeak by. And it's one of those, they're in the lead, and they almost blow it. It's not like they have great execution down the, down the stretch. It's like they almost blow it. And they just squeak by Brooklyn or whoever it is. Then they lose in the tournament. Or every time they play a tournament game, they don't look as good. Is that going to worry you at all? Will that concern you at all if that were to happen? I mean, if your first four in-season tournament games, you don't look good against the competition I just rattled off, Nets, Raptors, Magic, uh, Bulls, yeah, that would concern me a little bit. Because it's not like any of those teams are really that good. You have two teams in that group that uh, think they're playoff teams. You have a third team that thinks they're going to have a shot at actually, you know, being maybe an eighth seed in the Magic. And then you have the Bulls, who nobody knows what the hell they're going to be. So you don't have any top-flight competition in your grouping. So if you have a poor showing against those four teams, then, yeah, I'm going to be a little concerned. Great. Because I'm, gl- I'm glad you said that because if just the fact that I can ask you the question, would you be concerned if in the in-season tournament the Celtics looked a little less dominant and struggled is a good thing for the Celtics because it does exemplify that these in-season tournament games are a little bit of a different thing. Whether you think they're cool or not or think they're a waste of time, I don't care how you feel about them. I'm just able to ask you that question, and that's meaningful to me for the Celtics because we are going to look at them, fair or not, right or wrong, a little differently. And if for some reason they don't look quite as good, we'll make a mental note of that, and then we'll talk about it, and it will be a topic of discussion that, I don't know, maybe we don't want to have. maybe you don't. But I do think even in a, in a small way, those games will be different and will help us try to get a little bit clearer picture of what this Celtics team is and will ultimately benefit the Celtics. That's why I'm excited 
to see how they handle it. Not over the moon, um, but it will be interesting to see if they start if they continue to dominate and then they go into that tournament game and they don't look as good. Huh, okay. Felt a little different there. Because I don't care what anybody says, that to, until further notice is still the biggest weakness of this team, and they are still unproven in those spots. They've got guys, they've got better talent, all these different things. They're still unproven in that spot, to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, ultimately, I think that's kind of fair. Um, yeah, you, you, when the game is on the line, when, when the pressure is ramped up, how do you respond? How does this team respond? I have the utmost um, trust in them responding appropriately between who the guys they got and bringing in a champion and Drew Holiday, I think is going to help settle things down for people. So I, I think they're in a really good position. But you're right. I want to see how they respond. I want to see how they react to these games, particularly against that competition. You sweep through them. You get in. I, I want to see if you're taking on Denver in the in-season tournament championship. I really want to see how you handle that because I think that's the uh, that's the finals preview. Now I know you faced Denver other times this year, but I want to see it when it matters. Yeah, and if if you have Denver in a tournament situation, I mean you're damn right that's going to feel like a bigger game. Again, right or wrong, fair or foul, that's going to feel like a bigger game, and we're going to analyze the play and the performance of the Celtics differently in that game. And I do think you know. I, can't, I said before the season when we were doing our preview show or whatever it was, mm-hmm. I thought that the, the addition by subtraction of Marcus Smart was going to end up the key to the Celtics season. Mm-hmm. That was my preseason take. Now, I don't know if that's been the case. Um, and maybe it's just the addition of these dudes you got and not so much the subtraction of Smart, the addition of Holiday and Porzingis. Why but it, it does feel like... You know, why can't it be both? It it's can both, be both, Mark. It could be both. Like it's you took away, you took a guy who was diminishing in his skill set. He he really was. Um, you know, he's a good complementary player, but he had an a far outsized role on this team and an outsized presence as some kind of leader on this team, and really somewhat unwarranted. You know, when I look at Marcus Smart being kind of a leader on the team, I go. All right, well, I think he's just trying to fill the void that someone like Al just isn't really doing and should have been doing the entire time. But, yeah, it's both. It's the subtraction of a guy that was a little too comfortable here. The other guys didn't know exactly how to react to. And you're bringing in more professional player, a more professional player in Drew Holiday. It's both. I just think Drew Holiday is lower maintenance. Does that make any sense? Like, I feel like Marcus Smart. uh, Yes, it makes perfect sense. No, and it's uh, this isn't even about the decision he makes in the big moment of the game where you need a good shot and he doesn't take the best shot. I mean, there were those things that Marcus Smart did that I know drove everybody crazy. I'm not even talking about that and and the on-court stuff necessarily. I'm just, it felt like Marcus Smart was sort of high maintenance and dealing with him and managing that was kind of a pain and affected the way guys approach different situations and how they felt in the big games. And I, I just, it feels like Drew Holiday is just lower maintenance. He's here to help. He's here, you know, you don't have to ask his permission or worry about what he's going to feel about every little thing or every little thing. You just, he's there to help you. And it's chill. Well, he doesn't feel like a guy who has moments where it's like, I got to get mine. Sure. It, it seems like a guy that's more, 
I will get mine when it's appropriate to get mine when the opportunity presents itself. I'm not going to force it. And Smart was too often a forcer. And he was never really that good of a deep shooter, and teams would leave him open. You'd be like, he's wide open. It's a good look, but not the right guy doing it. Yeah, but and you're talking about the on-court stuff, which is a thing. That's maybe the biggest thing. But I'm just talking about, you know, it always felt like if there was a scuffle in the locker room, who was involved? Or if there was yelling in the locker room, who was involved? Or Marcus. Joe Missoula, you know, and rightfully so, he's getting criticized. You know, just a guy, he always had an opinion. You know, I don't know if it was true or not, but he they wanted Marcus Smart to be a part of the SI cover shoot. He's a part of the core. Like, it just felt like he was always somebody you had to con- consider when things were going on. And maybe that manifested itself in, in the big moments of big games, and you're thinking, geez, if I do this or if I play this way, or is Marcus going to have a problem with it, or should I get him involved? I don't know if that's the case. He just felt high maintenance. And Drew Holiday and Przingis, they don't feel high maintenance. Not Derek to mention White. they're really damn good. Derek White. Don't leave Derek White out because he's pretty awesome. He's, he's awesome. really good. Having those two guys there be incredibly disruptive, unselfish players that know where to be, know where to go, uh, it, it's a huge, huge boon for this team. White, The combo of White and um, Holiday is better than the combo of White, Smart, and Brogdon. You had three guys that were trying to do the same thing last year. Now you have two, and they're both better. They're in a great position. Got to stay it, healthy. Yeah, health is key. Has to stay healthy. I mean, what could go wrong? What is it? Just, other than health, obviously, health could derail any team. I think the answer to that is late game situations. I, I still think that's the big question mark on this team. Now they're one for one this year. Um. And again, may, you know, maybe they just are so good, they don't even face too many of those situations, or they get to a playoff situation where they do face it. Well, all right, they lose those games, but every other game they're killing teams, and they're still able to win the series. Maybe it'll come to that. I'm not going to bank on that, though, because I still think they're going to face... I mean, they played two games. The two games they played against the better teams, even though the Heat's record doesn't reflect that, those weren't as easy. You know what I mean? The Knicks and the Heat, those games weren't as easy. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, let's see when they get to the meat of the schedule and some of the bigger t- I just feel like until they win those close games consistently and change the culture that I felt emerged last year, I, I can't be overly confident. Um, and I'm going to, you know, I think Marcus Smart not being here is a part of that. Can I just make one other comment here on Victor Wimbayama's opening uh, few games mm-hmm. here? Yeah. Unbelievable. He had the big stat. I, I was sure, Kitch, that the Heat, uh, the Heat, not the Heat, the other hot thing, the Sun, the Suns were going to win that game, what was it, Thursday night in Phoenix. Yeah. Okay, that yep. game the other night, they played, I think, a back-to-back. The Spurs absolutely stole it on the road. Uh, I'm sorry, the, I think the Suns were on the road. The Spurs stole the game by a point last second. It was an awful loss for Phoenix. I was sure they were going to come back home, kind of get some revenge and win that game. And when Bayama goes for 38 and everybody goes crazy. Now, I'm not saying don't go crazy. Okay, but again, and this relates to the Celtics in a way based on what we've been saying. When Victor Wimbayama 
I, I don't care how tall he is, how he handles the ball, how well he shoots, and his stat line. Can you win? Are you a winner? That is the huge question that, as we've watched the Celtics these last few years, we know is the question. So don't try to tell me that this guy's going to rival Jordan and LeBron. No. I need to see a playoff game before we can go there. And yes, his talent is intoxicating. I do have concerns about his longevity at that size and all the different injury concerns, whatever. But let's, I mean, you need to win and you need to have what it takes between the ears to win before you get even entered into that conversation. Okay, and I still personally think, for me, my perspective, it kept LeBron James out of that ultimate um, throne or whatever you want to call it because I think that's what held him back too many times in his career, that in-between-the-ears mentality and the ability to get over the hump, be at your best and win. He's done it enough. He's in the conversation. Credit to him. But you got to show more than just putting up stats. And as good as he is early on in his career, let's not anoint somebody that quickly. That's all I'm saying with him. All right, dude's played five games. Relax, man. Relax. I have a thing. When people get anointed too quickly, it pisses me off. That, I, I, I don't get know if that. it's a pet peeve, but this is what I did with Lamar Jackson. You know, all those types, when you just settle down, you got to show the playoffs are everything to me. The playoffs are everything to me. If you can't do it there, what are we really talking about? So well, I love okay. So it. can I push back against that feeling? Yeah, because I, I've felt that way in the past too, and I had to correct myself because it makes the whole experience less fun. Okay. You know, I've heard other guys talk about it. It's like when they're talking about the Bruins right now, when people in Boston media are talking about the Bruins, they're just like, just get to the playoffs, just get to the playoffs. So we're just going to sit on our effing hands for the next five months. Like the point is to enjoy the ride through. I, I don't want to just pass up 80 games. They just get to the playoffs. It's the only thing that matters. Yeah, I'm going to no, enjoy it's, the, it's, the ride. I'm just not going to anoint there. somebody while I'm on the ride. That's all. Okay. All right. I just want to, you know, it just seems to be this prevailing thing where, you know, particularly as playoffs fields get expanded, looking at you, baseball, you make the playoffs mean, I mean, the regular season mean less, less, and less. We are in a very unique position here in New England, Kitch, even though it has been a few years. The level of winning, as you know, created this dynamic that it's just not the same as other places. The, I mean, the thrill, and maybe it'll come back a little bit because of the last few years, but the thrill that we used to feel in the, in the late 90s when the Red Sox were able to make the playoffs based on a regular season performance, we, you know, that's, it's not the same anymore. Um, it's not the same if you're the Bruins or the Celtics uh, to have just regular season success. Now, I'm not saying I'm not going to enjoy the ride and we're not watching and seeing how this team evolves over time. I'm just saying when you've won and you've been to the championship round and the finals and you've dominated the regular season and had all these records being brought. If you, I mean, we're talking about these two teams, the Celtics and Bruins. They haven't even won a championship, but they've had all this regular season success and have been to deep rounds in the playoffs, especially the Celtics you do end up looking for a period of time at the regular season differently, whether you like it or not. It's just not the same. 
Well, yeah, there's definitely stretches, but we're talking about the first five, six, seven games of the season. Like this is there in the NBA schedule. There's pockets of excitement and pockets of just kind of meh. The beginning of the season is exciting for the first few games. Now they've stretched that out with the in-season tournament. Then, you know, it would kind of die down before Thanksgiving and then ramp back up at Christmas. Then it would die down a little bit, start to ramp back up a little bit around the All-Star game. And then it would die down again. And then it would start to ramp back up in April. So I think they've done a good, pretty good job in terms of stretching out the interest level of the first 25 games of the season. I hear you, and it's a leveled take. I appreciate it. I'm just saying when your teams are championship or bust, especially in the form and fashion that the Bruins and Celtics have operated over the last few seasons, it does make it tough to look at the regular season and have all you know be that stimulated or take away a whole lot, especially in the case of the Bruins. Now, the Celtics, I still think, like I said, there are things that we could take away. And we're not going to not enjoy the ride. We're going to enjoy the ride. We're going to talk about the good things and the bad things. I mean, I love watching this team play right now. It, they beat you in so many ways. They're so skilled. They're overwhelming teams. I mean, I've never felt like a few of those games, and I know they've killed teams in the past. They've, you know, they've won. They've blown out teams. I don't remember them wrestling back-to-back games into a situation where it felt like the NBA All-Star game. You know what I mean? I mean, it was. Mm-hmm. There's one thing to just be killing teams and pouring it on. It was like an All-Star game. No defense. I mean, that's what they made it look like, where the other team didn't even try. It's just, yeah, we'll throw it up. We're not going to win this game. We just throw it up, and whatever happens, happens and we'll let them kind of do their thing. I mean, that was incredible. Do you think they could set the regular season wins record? No. No. I don't really want them to. I don't really care uh, at that level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I don't want that to be your focus. Because, you know, if you start to do that kind of stuff, then injuries are going to start to creep in. You're starting to put too much pressure on games that don't need that pressure as much. So, I don't really care if you win it. I mean, who who has the record right now, right? Golden State. Golden State. They didn't even win the championship that year. Right. So, who cares? It's true. Because ultimately... just reminded me, though. Like, um, think think about the uh, the, uh, 2007 Patriots. Yeah, they went undefeated. But they lost the Super Bowl. It's all washed away. Doesn't matter. So, if you break that record and you don't win the title, I think it's even worse. It definitely is. Um, and you're going to have to forgive me. I, I just thought of, do you remember when we used to have conversations here many moons ago um, about the About Patriots? the 2001 Mariners? No, 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 no. But that, I was again, gonna say, that goes to my point, too, of, hey, look, they won all these games. Didn't even make the World Series. No one remembers them. That was a I, – I could not, even in real time, I could never understand why that team was so good. I didn't either. I mean, each year had exploded on the scene. But his rookie of the year MVP is awesome. You just get some momentum, and it's just you go to the ballpark every day expecting to win. And I think that's kind of what it was until the playoffs, and then everything gets real, and then, yeah, they didn't even make the World Series. But I was just going to say, what you just said kind of reminded me of the days when we used to talk about it towards the end of the Patriots season. 
Do you sit guys? Is that too long, the bye? And then you play the first division weekend game. Should you sit the guy in the week 17? Should you go for the perfect season? In, you know, all those conversations that I miss having. Um, okay. We're going to talk about the Patriots in a little bit. We're probably going to save that for the for hour two. When we get back, Hitch. you got a couple of people who want to talk Celtics, JP and uh, Matt. Okay. Um, let's get a call in. Let's get a call in quick. Let's talk to JP here on the Celtics. Hey, JP. Mark and Kitchen, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, bud. Hey, case I drop, I'm on uh, Mineral Springs, so there's like a you know police officer every five feet, but I got to call the show. Some NBA thoughts. The French Foreign Legion is going to be fun to watch. Dunk or die is my slogan for one by Yaya. If I could say it twice in a row, it's a it's a miracle. But let's watch him. Let's see what happens. The guy's got pressure on him, but he's got skills. If I was the Celtics, just opening thoughts. Number one, in the games I've watched, I haven't said, oh, Smart just threw up a three-pointer from half court instead of passing it to somebody and thinks he's the captain of the team. I don't know if it's going to be right or wrong. I haven't seen that yet. White looks badass. I'm sorry. I like the look and the attitude. And I think you're right. The combination of him not with Smart seems to like he's he's settling in better. I like the look. NBA, you know what? We laughed at the NFL. They play games in Germany. They go to Mexico. They're on everywhere you could see it. They're getting the brand out there. Whether you love this tournament or not, I'm listening to the sports shows last night. Who loves it on the national level? Who hates it? But they're talking about it. Don't know if it's right or wrong, but... I wish MLB could get things going where they promote their stars and their their products. And uh, last final thought of the state of sports in New England, that when you guys were talking, you know, if you want to say who's the most important athlete of the five sports, you get Carlos Heald, you got Pazingas, you got Pasternak. Then you go to the Red Sox, you got to say Alex Cora, and you go to the Patriots, and you say Bill Belichick. There's the two issues. The two teams do not have a superstar right now that we want to follow, and the coaches get all the action or GM talk. I never had GM talk in my life. So they need to get some stars. If they want to sign a big name, go get one. All right, thanks for the call, JP. I mean, yeah, sign off on that. The in-season tournament, I think, could benefit the Celtics and the Stars. Uh, How about, just real quick, the Stars. Last week in Miami, the, the Patriots just cut the deficit to seven, I think it was. They had the Dolphins backed up. I think it was yeah, third and nine 17. who made the big catch. Basically ended the game in retrospect. Tyreek Hill. He jumped up. Oh, he caught the, the ball. Yeah, yeah. Straight, I mean, that's what you do in that situation. You go to the star, and that's what happened there. Matt, if you can hold on, uh, we'll get to you as soon as we get back. we got to get a break in. This is the Martin Kitchen Show, 103.7 WEI. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.